Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Reload Podcast. I'm Nigel Lamont, and I'm joined, as usual, by... Lee Maxwell. And Connor McCann. So, this is episode 70, the one after 69. Don't you. laugh, Lee. Nice. Uh, our previous episode was called Nice. Uh, any reference point for that, Connor? Just the fact that it was 69 I'm a child. Yes. I did get quite a lot of messages and shout out to everybody who did message because there was a lot of people just set a screenshot of it with an LOL, as I guess. <laughs> you were expecting it, folks. So in episode 69, we talked mainly about our travels to the Roll Hard show on Caffeine Machine. Yes, we did indeed. Our little jolly trip. It was good. Good times. Yeah. Absolutely. It's one I'll forget for a while. So, yeah. Listen back to previous episodes, give us a rate and review on Spotify, they're doing reviews, and on Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. So we'll just jump straight into it. And first, as usual, is New With You. You want to kick it off, anybody? The Jetta is pretty much done. Yep. I hesitate to say, but... I never doubted you. Never? (laughs) I did. I very much did. So uh, I feel that I'm able to include it in my news this week because i have actually helped this week you have indeed so haha <laughs> swoop in at the end take all the glory you know yourself <laughs> athletes running up the lane lee just goes <laughs> funny <laughs> Stefan was around last night potty was around last night i was like there's a lot of glory hunters here coming on at the end it's like a finishing ceremony <laughs> it was yeah everyone's there for the medal so, so we have this week we finished the well from the last episode Whistle at all the filler work and all to do. and Yeah, so filler. Connor did most of that because he's better at it. The high build. We did the high build. We did the underseal, like the Gravitex. Yeah, so we ended up going with Gravitex for the underseal and then turned it up um, like along the bottoms of the quarter panels. You know, you'd see like a factory line where it would be. Then painted it in body color. That was a big debate for me because I was talking whether I was going to go Raptor, which everyone seems to be doing, or Gravitex. And ended up going Gravitex because the Raptor is really a bedliner, and I'm always worried about it like drying out and cracking and then water getting behind it. So, Gravitex is. It's a nice texture, but it's not as textured probably as the Raptor. I always would think about the Raptor must trap dirt and shit. It must be a pain in the arse. It's rough. Mm. If you gloss paint over it, it'd probably be fine. Is it almost like a crackle finish? Yes, it's like, do you know the the factory, you know, like in a Mark II Golf, Mark III Golf, that like seam sealer that comes up the edge of the sills? Yes. Like, that, like dimply. It's like that Like finish. cellulite. That's what it's like. It's like cellulite, yes. Her <laughs> wee Joan uh, has some cellulite on her bum. But <laughs> we just taped off a body line around it, done underneath, um, done up the sides. I'd never used it before. I never actually used a shoots gun before, which was a weird one for me. Lee bought me one. Nice, fancy uh, candy apple red. One yeah, it's a nice cool. one, isn't it? It's the sort of thing that... It, it was is. like, it was cheap. And then at the end, he was like... I'll, you know, rather than clean it out or something, I'll probably just chuck it away. And then he was like, oh, but it's actually really nice. Like, so he cleaned it all out and all <laughs> yeah. kept it. There you go. <laughs> it probably used more thinners cleaning it out than it did the price of the gun, but sure. It's a nice red one. Um, <laughs> that went really well. And then next up was the paint. The paint paint. So thankfully, both of us had our rare day off together. And took last Monday was the bank holiday. Took in the paint nut. So paint came out reasonably good yeah it's not perfect but guess what the rest of the car is far from perfect so if, if it had been a perfect paint job yeah. it would have looked awful if people can love me and my flaws they can love the jet and its flaws yeah. as well well Stefan is now taking to calling it the red harlequin so thanks Stefan for that because <laughs> literally every panel is now a different color yeah that, that's the way it's going to be at the end of the day like yeah. you know there's it's a 40 year old patina effect car and you've had to pull the an ass onto it yeah. essentially so. 
Last I was talking to one of the guys in America, Justin, and uh, the way I described it to him was every panel on that car has been painted by a different painter. Each worse than the one before. So it's kind of fitting that I have painted the back end. Has <laughs> no, paint something on it and really show you what here, bad paint is? <laughs> you've done a brilliant job, so shut up. There's, Stop well, being so self-deprecating. Well, oh no, that's my, that's my standard <laughs> operation. Like, We've got everything bolted back up, so we've sweet. The so yes, on. last night when Stefan and Patty were around, we got the bumper, the backlights, the boot plinth and stuff back on. So, exciting times. So the, the boot plinth had been put on with silicone before, which was Very good. Fantastic. Thanks to that guy. So, <laughs> Whoever um, that was. removed all that and drilled two holes in the nice fresh back panel and put rivnuts into them. And it goes on with nice, like, dome head, stainless screws and stuff. So, just trying to leave things nicer than you find them kind of thing which is good um as i say like the paint the paint is very much a cotton buff job it's not a gun finish like you know it's there's been a lot of wet sand and buffing on it but it has come up rightly i haven't painted anything in four years and it felt like four years knew it felt like i was coming to it new year. Uh, nah, muscle memory no no, no <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll list the i'll have a list of like f1 type excuses where i haven't painted anything in four years I no, no michael no <laughs> no extraction system what else i was using a gun i'd never used before it was one of my dad's a 50 liter compressor um yeah. all the things that sort of go against you but it's come you have a right. lot of photos there of the car have you any photos of connor working on it or posing with his new gun no, see that's no. i've started to do this more i'm sure you noticed in that roll hard trip it's already taking photos of cars but i think take photos of the people, people. But you see, have to this is the thing right i take photos of the group all the time my phone is full of photos of people all our groups together and i'm never in them because no one ever takes photos so like there's never photos of lee and i there's never as you said like there's I don't think there's one photo of me working on this car. No. Because everything's I've been taking, you know. Um, no, I'm the philosophy now. If you're going to a show, yeah, the cars are great, but yeah, like we've said this time time before. What, what else is your favorite thing about going to a car show, people? Yeah. Well, that's the the photos I have here was just me comparing the paint kind of thing. So you can actually see in Stephen the did take a picture of you buffing the car, actually. Yeah, and I looked horrendously fat on it, which I wasn't shocked at because I am fat, but uh, <laughs> that's the texture of the Gravitex at the bottom of that photo there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks kind of factory and then cool. it's painted in. Um, Fair play to you. No, it, it has come up well. We have a challenge ahead of us, though, because all we have to do now when we go home after this is put the two back arch trims on, but it needs MOT this week before we go. It's not MOT'd? Nope. Mm-hmm. That was this. It was going to MOT when we discovered that this had rotted the back panel, so that was the big killer with it. Here, if it doesn't get MOT'd, guess what? It's going. It's fucking going anyway. Yeah, exactly. no, fair enough. Take your chance. Um, well, not that I can say very much. The crack. The MOT's booked. Yep. You know. But you're in a different country. I know I'm in a different country, but. PSNA guidelines. It is MOT, what it is. Make sure the car's roadworthy. You have done that. Drive on. It's in Scotland. Those issue. What's the fine for no MOT? Fucking 60 quid? All right. Fair enough. enough. Whatever. (laughs) I would like to have it MOT'd, but... I'll come back to the Scotland thing. If it doesn't happen, guess what? Remind me. Um, What else would we do? Oh, also, I need a wire in the fog light because some good-looking fellow who was working on that car definitely sawzalled through the wire for it. Oops. We should do that today as well. That's uh, a big can't job. think who that might have been. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's a single wire because Volkswagen are lazy as fuck. Basically, the way your so your tail lights on the back of that Jetta should be the same whether left hand or right hand drive, except the fog light changes depending on oh, what yeah. side. 
So rather than having a full new loom, all they did was put a jumper from, like a jumper cable from one light to the other, and that's what transfers the power across. So it's, it's a handy one. Funny as well, I did, I was speaking to Anthony, who Lee bought the car off mm. two years ago now, two and a half maybe. Um, January 2020. And he was asking about the back panel and what was involved and what had happened. And he said it was good to see new workmen put into the car. And he was saying when he bought it out of Scotland, he bought it off like a father and son who had claimed that they'd done a whole lot of restoration work to the car. You're determined to track them down and punch them? I, we need to find them and we need to take all their tools off them because... I will find you. I have a certain set of skills. Yes. And I've slapped the bait clean off you. Hopefully they've got <laughs> nice tools and then we can keep those, but they do not fucking You admire a good tool, do you? I do. I love a good tool. Yeah, yeah. I'm severely lacking on my own. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely funny... I can't remember if it was Patty or Stefan was chatting last night or whatever and I was like that's the most difficult thing I've ever done to a car and I've done some stupid stuff over the time that was major reconstructive surgery yeah it's definitely the most labour intensive like and like I said before like one chance you need to get this right kind mm-hmm. of thing so well now you've done that you talked about a spray job how far down the line do you think that is Lee or are you going to run it next year as is or I don't know. I'm kind of in two minds. So obviously, we were kind of debating this coming up. We're nearly at the end of show season now. If it had come to the point in the week where it wasn't going to be ready for clean fest, I was going to say scrap it it and we'll just start stripping it. Now that it is ready, obviously I'm going to run a clean fest and Deutsch Collective, and then that really will be the show season over. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's been on the socials. It's all good. Everybody knows about it by now. Um. And then I don't know, because it needs the gearbox doing. And it needs the coolant system sorted. Yeah. Which means you pull the engine out and do the bay. So it's another major strip down job. And then if you're going to strip it anyway, why not paint it? But then I don't know if it's doable in one winter to get out again for next year. I, I, th- I don't I think, know. I think it's your car, obviously, but I think you're going to have MT on it. You've got it sitting sweet. Enjoy next year. I know. That's... Aye. But then I'll, it'll be another fucking year of going to shows and being annoyed that the paint is shit. Well, what you could do is... Well, welcome to my life! <laughs> <laughs> what you could do is do the bay, as in, like, because you want to do the gearbox anyway. It does need the gear. I don't think I could run another full season with the gearbox hanging out of it. Like. Yeah, you could do the bay, because that's, quote-unquote, simple, you know, and then... How's your Mark III doing? <laughs> How's your Polo doing? <laughs> I will have... I'm okay, gonna slap here, Lee. I am. I am insulted. <laughs> the bay is not what killed those cars. Russ it's that, it's that old meme. Uh, but if we just, uh, if we just, uh, if uh, it is, yeah. And um, if we just do, while smiles. we're here, while we're here, we'll just yeah. do this. Yeah. No, no. I'm a, I have one of them. While we're here, cars sitting in that garage. I can't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's a rare occasion for me. But oh, yeah, dear. so I don't know. We were talking about on the way up the road what I would love to do with the car as well at some point is take it drag racing obviously i need a functional gearbox to do that yes and i'm raging obviously the drag racing's on next weekend which is when we're in scotland which is so annoying because i would love to have gone to that even just to go and spectate i'd love to have gone oh fantastic i just went no No." i know i was the same i was fucking raging (laughs) so yeah don't know we'll see what happens i could take the head stagger some night and just fucking start into it with a the day, yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, it's good. Like, 
I have put myself under a lot of pressure to get this done, as Lee knows. And see now that it's coming to a close, it kind of feels weird. It's like, it's a bit like we said about the guards. It took so long, and then when you get up there, you're like, what do I do now? Oh, yeah, yeah it's you done. Know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird feeling. So if I can get her MOT this week, it'll be nice. The only thing it has done is, despite me saying about my dodgy-ish paint job, it has showed up the rest of the paint on the car. Something shocking. Well, that's always the danger, like, but... Yeah, and there's nothing you could do. It is what it is. Yeah. So, might paint the spur bootlet and throw it on at some point and then at least that sort of ties back end in so so any photographers out there james i'm thinking of you all photos from the back please just <laughs> booty call uh, if you want to take a photo of the jetta just turn 180 and take the photo yeah <laughs> but now it'll be good to see it back out again um is that you yeah i think so what have you got nigel i have several things now we're recording our last episode and we sort of knew that we were going to announce this but we hadn't final confirmation yes i was going to sort of say something but i couldn't because we couldn't get confirmation until two days later so yeah titanic dubs is no go this year because of construction on the pump house and surrounding areas we were going to try and run it but you can't do a thing properly you know, there's no point in half-assing yep. it yeah so they're basically if you know the show the pump house cafe area uh the owner of it owns a whiskey and gin company and he's turned it into a big distillery basically for okay. his product and a lot of scaffolding, a lot of building work. So we basically came to the point where we're going to have to find an alternative venue and we have. And it is Scarva House, Scarva. Uh, the postcode is BT636NS. It'll get you about Almost there, there. <laughs> because yeah. the postcode thing for this is just mental but uh scarva village we'll have signposts up do not fear it's way down near Bambridge. you know that far away land this is the best show ever because yeah, it's, 10 it's minutes on our doorstep <laughs> so southern guys you've no excuse anymore it's like 15 months over the border yeah so yep. even hand there it's not out of the out of the way so it's called deutsch collective so the clues in the name uh german car show uh, much like Titanic mm-hmm. dubs and we're going to have it on Saturday 24th of September from 10am to 4pm 10 pound per person there's going to be prizes lots of lovely food you know what food's coming don't you oh yes, yes. one of Connor and Lee's favourites and we're going to supply crack too apparently so any emails uh, DM the page or events at gtna.com it's open to all VAG and German manufacturers spectators welcome Scarva House we done a site visit three weeks ago and it's just a beautiful, beautiful venue. And it's got the Castle Round vibes that uh, hopefully can bring back. Yeah. yeah. So we had massive interest in this. With a load of cool traders coming. A load of good catering outfits coming. And uh, yeah, buzzing for it. I'm really looking forward to it. Me too. Mainly because we get an extra arm bed. I, know, I love it. <laughs> I don't get an extra arm bed. No, you don't. No. <laughs> Haha. Might book an Airbnb. I suppose Titanic Dubs was probably the closest show for you, was it? Oh, so handy. Yeah. Ha um, Gethin has your Otreffin, which is literally you can see his house from it. Yeah, no, you can just point. And there's there's my yeah. house. Yeah, Look, my house. Is where yeah, we think we're close to this new one. No, no, no. Yeah. Gethin is on the doorstep of that. So I think if you're coming up from the south, you'd turn off at Lock Brickland would be the handiest way you into can it. Take off Lock Brickland and come across country, or if you want, you could come off at Newry. Would probably be the more main road. There's a sort of. For go points pass oxymoron main back road but like a good back road that takes you up through points pass into yeah. scarva and then just there so there is like anybody wants to message message one of us and we can put them in touch but 
like Every, everybody see these directions thing everybody has google maps google yeah. scarva we'll have signposts up if you can get the scarva you'll see the signs yeah, yeah. so it's all it's good. buzzing for that excellent uh i should i will warn everyone that if you need petrol snacks whatever if you're going to buy in advance before you come there is nothing in Scarva, and I mean literally nothing. Yeah. So stop on the way, either Luck Brickland or there's further be, there's out. There's going to be filling station in Luck Brickland that also sells super unleaded. Like the 98. Yes, they do. 99. 99. That's where I run the Boron. Because the owner owns some high-performance cars. He's a GTR, I think, yeah. Um, On the day we were going down, Gatham was filming a drum of 99, and there was an RS4 parked up filling up as well. There's quite a few ones all go to it, yeah. yeah. It's real handy. We just turn off the A1, yep. fill it up. But it's yeah, it's a... Uh, it'll not be like Castlewell where you think I'll dander down into the village and go to the shop. No. There's no. nothing. Good point, actually. Very yeah. good point. Uh, more news. Edition 30. Did I mention getting a DSG ser- service? And yes, I think I mentioned it was going to get it done. Yeah, so. and then we Prep- wondered whether you were going to blow up because of the... the Comfiller. Uh, yes. So it went to the forge with Andy and got DSG service and also stuck a fuel filter on it as well in preparation for mapping. Uh, Connor gave me the shits over cam follower, so <laughs> cam follower ordered and I'm fitting it on Monday morning. <laughs> we so, were talking about this last night. <laughs> yeah. So fitting it Monday morning and it's booked in for a map on Tuesday morning Ooh, at Autotune. Very good. Stop. So can't have a Mark 1 Jetta beat me in the way of Scotland. No. Uh, you didn't hear that, did you? Man. <laughs> What are you expecting from it? What map? Intake and exhaust and a map. Two ninety three hundred. Very good. Nah, that's, that's usable nice. power. Yeah. The only thing, and I hate to say it, I need new brakes because oh, standard Mark Five GTI brakes are ridiculously pish. Would you go Mark Five R thirty two? No. No. Golf R. Oh, well, is that an upgrade? The Mark Seven R. Straight bolter. Thank like you, Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. I love Everybody Volkswagen for Legos. Like, I don't, I done the Golf R version of my track car. Um, so I'll put this map on, and I'll be putting it off and putting it off. And now that there's more horsepower, I'll just have done. to get brakes. Aye, fair enough. It's funny how I never noticed how bad the brakes were in that car because everything I drive is an absolute shit box. So those were nice brakes to me. Yeah, I got Q5. I drive it hard. The brakes aren't brilliant. Yeah, they're like four pots in those, aren't they? I don't know if they're four pots. I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm I must get a look. A lot of those bigger cars, you could no, oh, you could downgrade the brakes in the in the Q five. Ah, yeah. <laughs> go well, go head first into a wall because I'd be right. Don't bigger brakes. That'd look cool. Uh, slightly off sort of menus me, but I didn't really do a lot on my cars because it was when holidays last week in Scotland. I was taking the young fellow over to look at universities, so we're Glasgow, Edinburgh, and Dundee. Uh, just mention that it's hard to beat an old road trip. Yes, uh, agreed. Which Just, we'll know about next week as well. Well, like, I've been over in Scotland quite a few times recently. It was my new job. I'm I'm over there more, and it's yeah, it's class to just drive around. The weather was particularly good the first couple of days, yeah. but I love that Ayrshire coast road. Yeah. Apart from all the fucking average speed cameras, let me tell you something. Fuck you. Things have got <laughs> substantially worse. Oh, I thought you were going to say better. They've got more zones. So basically, oh, I, I know. I think it's from Mabel the whole way up to yeah. the North Air. It's complete speed cameras the whole way. You know, I know the point on the way back to the boat where you pass the last one and then you just gun it down through the forest. But <laughs> Laura actually said to me the next day, because I got off the boat, we got a late boat back on the Friday night. And as soon as I got off the boat, I just shoot it the whole way home. And I basically, as soon as I got on near air, I stuck it in cruise control 60 mile an hour. Yeah. Because what's the point? 
And Dad knew about a road they've built though where bypass. it bypasses. That's nice. It is nice. But uh, as soon as I got a boat, boat I shoot it. And the next day, Laura says, Tell me something, why did you drive so slowly in Scotland? And then absolutely hammered home. I says, Did you not see all the big yellow cameras? Yeah. I says, <laughs> Speed cameras the whole way down. That was the same when we went to. There's Rohar. a sec- there's a section of motorway, I think it's over the mountains from Glasgow to Kilmarnock, or it's not. It's not, yeah. yeah. So you can keep her out there. Yeah, like when we come back from real hard, remember, I sat, I said you, and your driver didn't realize that you said, or when you heard this, that there was average speed cameras most of the way through England. And then when we got back into Ireland, like... We were not sitting at motorway speeds. Well, I wasn't sitting... (laughs) Or, sorry, legal speeds. We were coming up through the south in probably triple figures most of the way, like, compared to sitting at 65, Mm. you know, all across England. And it's the same thing. You just, like... I need to get home. Yeah. You know, get out of my fucking way. Well, I have a thing in the news that is a thing about that. Okay. So Save it for we'll that. come on to that in a minute. No, just to summarise, uh, lovely driving. I think I've done 500 odd miles up around Dundee. See, when you go north of Glasgow, Edinburgh, it just turns into mental scenery. That's yeah, where you were. Sterling. See the castle in Old Sterling? Sterling? Oh my God. My great uncle used to work in the castle at Sterling because um, he was in the army and then... He was just like a military museum at Stirling Castle mm. and he worked in there. It's class. Yeah, I, I actually want to do a proper uh, like Highlands drive because yes. my mum and dad took me in that when I was, I think I was 14 or 15. I would like to do a, a driving holiday. We in a Ford or a Volkswagen? Mark II Golf GTI. Ah, there you go. And he was one of the years for just your dad. Just like that. Like NC500. NC. Oh, yeah. But that's the likes of you taking like say a jack or somebody in the edition 30 you yeah. know same kind of thing see diesels weren't a big thing back then no that was that would have been early 90s back in the day then you go back but things are expensive when you're taking a family around ah oh, feed 100%. them Do they keep getting hungry connor i know it's hard enough pack feeding, lunch. it's hard enough feeding me never mind fucking three of me <laughs> many meals. i'm a big believer in a pack lunch we took a flight one of the times we went to America, we did one of those Norwegian air flights, and I mean, it was like bare bones. No frills. We booked it like six weeks in advance, and it was 300 quid each, you know, in the middle of summer. Lovely. And there was no meals running. We packed us, we packed lunch, and we went. I love a packed lunch. That's how we got to Vag for <laughs> in New York. That's the way to do it. You done, Nigel? Yeah. Okay, so I have a bit of a call back to, we're talking about Roll Hard there. I actually meant to say this to you, Nigel, and I forgot to in the last one. That you know, Lee and I met another listener over there, which was Andy Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. So it works for McLaren. Oh, did you uh, meet him over there? Yeah. yeah. So he had messaged us. It was the day that you weren't there. You had left the day before. So what was that? My head's melted. Monday? The Sunday, maybe. We After the show, you guys went on. Oh, we left about two o'clock. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. And uh, him and the wife were down in that general area. I don't know if they were shopping or what. And he messaged to say they would call in if we were around. So they called in to see us for about 15 minutes. Yeah. It was nice to get oh, right, chat with them, which is quite cool. Um, so he's another one expat from here that does all the fun stuff across the water. Yeah. So, yeah. Represent. It was very, very good to get chatting to him because uh, we've been chatting for about a year or two, you know, and you never really get to meet these people, especially when they're across the water kind of thing, which was cool. Um, in the last episode as well, Lee mentioned see the American car, remember? The, yes, the uh, DeVille. Yes. Well, uh, outside my work, oddly, I seen a blue 66 Chevy Caprice, which was like rumbling past. I was on a lunch run. And the next thing I was like, what the fuck's out there? And I got up behind it and it was a 66 Caprice. It was like odd for Sweet. Bridge. I love it. But weird. There's, there's actually a guy who lives in the outskirts of Cumber 
and he has a massive warehouse full of like old American GMC stuff. It's mad, like the stuff that that's tucked away and they're really gets out and about funnily he, he enough bring, he brings you know the big 4x4 Ford that comes to Dubshed occasionally it's like a lifted one. Oh, the blue knight the blue yes. knight yeah oh, it's yeah. class that's him oh okay ah, that makes sense that thing is awesome well funnily enough I was listening to another podcast the one I've mentioned it before Overcrest mm-hmm. um, the podcast that got me into podcasts and I've been catching up on them because I missed so much with covid and stuff because i normally listen to podcasts while i'm driving Mm -hmm. and then when i wasn't driving for work i still am like i was i was like six months behind on people's car i've caught up with them i'm still like about six or nine months behind on overcrest and i'm working my way through them so it was one from like last year and it just so happened it came on during the week and chris was talking about going to buy a cadillac deville uh, after you haven't after seen one. I had just seen one like the week before and I was like this is weird and he was saying it's the biggest car size dimensions dimensions mm-hmm. um, that Cadillac ever made all right that whatever particular model and like I could believe it because holy shit like this They're thing huge. was massive yeah. yeah Americans definitely went through a phase at that time like bigger is better yeah and like we you're probably at the same seating space and the body itself is just absolutely huge around it. Um, what else did I do? Oh, yeah. Um, actually, a uh, previous guest we had on, Robin McGrath uh, from Alpine, he messaged us during the week about the... We talked about Getaway, getaway in Stockholm. Stockholm. That's right, yeah. So he was saying yes, the videos are all still online, which is quite cool. Mm. But he also messaged me saying, had I heard about the Stockholm Open? Have you heard about it? Mm-hmm. So it's a drag racing series that they do. Um and it started in 1982 as a street racing thing, and then it got so big that it went legit on like on a proper airstrip in okay. 1993. Then local government and Nigel will love this. Uh, I'm listening. Shot it down in 2000 because it wasn't green enough. Ah oh, yes. Yep. Uh, of so course. So they were well on the ball with that. Lovely bit of intervention. So what Save happened? The planet. Well, there was protests and stuff over it, and they all said, "Well, basically, if we don't get doing this on a drag strip." We're just going to go back to the streets. Yeah. And they did. So it's still running oh, today. Um, and the reason the reason they get away with it is too, is basically Swedish law states that after witnessing an illegal act, the officer must not lose sight of the car. Then they have to pull the car over and catch the driver at the wheel. Only then can the driver be arrested. It's a bit like chain of evidence, chain of custody kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So basically what happens is they shut down basically they'll do like a rolling shutdown of a highway or main motorway mm. and block the road and just let the traffic build up behind it and they'll drag race for 10-15 minutes whatever they're doing and then, and go then again. move on yeah. and the hordes like the people in the cars stop the place seeing it so yeah, I've, seen, I've seen so many videos of that it's so cool it just looks like total anarchy oh yeah but that's what that's what happens what was the videos that he sent to us it's a similar getaway in Stockholm. What were they called? There was one with the crash at the end of uh, it. I can't remember the exact name, but now off the top of my head, but it, I did get a nosy at them and work. Um, there's also that uh, with the Stockholm Open, they do like a top 10, like a run on top 10 all year. So there's like about 16 or more cars that compete for top 10. Do you ever see the way like Street Outlaws is? Except this is actually real. You know. Um, what do you mean? Are you saying Outlaws is like WWF? Possibly. Right, okay. That's the, interesting. There's My life has been a lie. There's some of it is a bit, bit dodge. set up. Aye. Um, I do think it has its origins in something, but uh, there's a lot of it played up for TV, like everything, I suppose. But um, yeah, so they compete against each other like 
if you say I go to one of you guys and call you out because you're number nine on the list and I'm number ten, you have two weeks to respond and race me. And if you don't respond, I take your spot. Or else if you respond yeah. and win. So it's pretty cool that that still actually happens and it's a big, big thing in, in Sweden. Um, but I, I didn't know that was even a thing there. It was quite no. cool. So thanks for sending that in, Robin. Crazy Swedes. Yeah. It's fetish. Hergen Dergen. So yeah, that's, that's me. It's up to date with what I've been up to. Okay, we'll leave it there then and we'll move on to our proper news. Crack yeah. on, guys. So the one that I had that I alluded to earlier on was the, what do you call your woman who's trying to be Prime Minister? Les Truss. Her. So she has come out Clueless, and said... I call her. Yeah. But she has said during the week that she would consider... Um, axing motorway speed limits, making like an autobahn style system. See, everything comes out of politics and lie. I mouths. It just lies. Lie. Oh, yes, agreed. Boris was the ambassador for lies. That should have been his ministry. Set up the ministry of lies. <laughs> um, no border checks. Remember that. All they said oh, yeah. was well, rip per- up the paperwork. Prepared to look at. So I mean, you can look at anything, I guess. But what I think her and the other candidate, Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak. Um, have said is that smart motorways it's like been proven that they're more dangerous than just regular old motorways smart motorways are the ones with the variable speed limits yes change, yeah. all the journalists have been saying that for years now yeah and that they're hopefully looks like they're gonna look at just scrapping those all together because they are bollocks i remember i can't remember i've seen or read this or heard it somewhere that basically what they do is so they vary the limit in the event of like an accident or traffic and stuff and you'll be driving along a completely empty motorway and it'll say a traffic ahead and they need to activate those signs to drop the speed limits yeah to basically catch people speeding you know so for anyone who doesn't really know what the smart motorways are um it's like a three-lane motorway sometimes four because sometimes they use the hard shoulder as the fourth lane they can turn it on and turn it off depending on traffic well isn't that double standards yes and they have, as you said, the overhead signs that can change the speed limits. Um, but so here's a quote. I absolutely think that we need to review them and stop them if they're not working as soon as possible. All the evidence I have suggests they're not working. That was Liz Truss. We need to be prepared to look at that. I do believe the smart motorway experiment hasn't worked. And Rishi Sunak has also said that he will look at banning them, um, describing them as unsafe. Also, the problem is they're running out of motorway capacity. So they have to address it in some shape or form. Yeah. So they're just telling people hurry the feck up. Pretty much. brings me on to the next side of it. Dickhead's still saying they're outside lane. So what I propose when I come to par is a Mad Max type uh, enforcement of it. So police now have rocket launchers. Can you not just give cars. rocket launchers to the public? No, no. Police <laughs> patrol. And if you're in the outside lane, the overtaking lane is called. It's not called the outside lane. If you're in the overtaking lane and you're holding people up, Instant death sentence. I like it. Yeah, I'm. I would. I'd vote for that. Well, you would love me because I passed a line of cars on the hard shoulder and ended up in court over it. Now yes. there's double standards and they're letting you drive on the hard shoulder. I nearly <laughs> lost my license over that. Very good. Yeah, that was many moons ago. Oh, oh seven maybe. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I can talk about that because I actually got done for that. So yeah, in the public realm, we're good. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gavin Black is definitely triggered right now. Oh, yeah. Because you know him for people Ma- in the outside lane. Man loves it. <laughs> I think he is a rocket launcher in the bit of that jag. He probably does. Yeah. That would be cool. James Bond spec. I know, I miss it. Do you know what? 
The outside lane, yes. The middle lane. Get the fuck out of the middle lane. We don't really have middle lanes here, do we? stupid Dublin. Oh, Dublin. There we go. C words. Yep. M50. Learn to drive. M50 and the Nace Road. The two bands of my life. Why's your Why's your eyebrow touching when you say it? <laughs> I'm gonna Hulk out here in a minute. <laughs> right, I'll just slip my tinfoil hat on here. Oh, here we go. I'm not gonna play Axe Values music. Don't worry. So, Australian bank announce, announces 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 it will ban loans for petrol or diesel cars in order to fight climate change and encourage electric vehicles. Funny, you sent us that. Was it just after we left the last recording? Mm. Yeah. An Australian bank will stop approving personal loans for new petrol and diesel-powered loans, diesel-powered cars from 2025 as the federal government flags tough new efficiency standards. Electric vehicles this year have a minuscule 1.6% market share, even when Tesla sales were included, with starting prices of $47,000 and a lack of charging stations turning off many potential motorists. But the customer-owned... Bank Australia wants to change that in a bid to reduce carbon emissions linked to climate change. Fuck that. First of all, when did Prison Island become full of little bitches? Because to me, Australia was always like Here, the convicts. Let me tell you something. See, this, see Australia and New Zealand? I thought they were democracies until COVID happened. They well, turned into prisons. Yeah. Again. <laughs> they're, back to their they're just reverting to type um, <laughs> to be honest though Australia's always been very tough on motorists um, like see modifying laws yeah. in Australia like like what we do with lower cars and stuff they have like regulation but, height but, limits but I think it's it's like being hard on a child the more you're hard on the more you rebel you're and you're back. seeing that in Australia and co- countries like people will rebel more when you start to enforce it but they'll make it to a point where you know, you'll have to be pushed towards the electric car. But here's to be honest, thing. if you're going to go and get a bank loan, like what I would do if I was Australian. Don't, don't tell me you're going to lie. I would just go, oh, I need to build a new patio so I can toss some shrimps on the barbie. Yeah. Give us some money there, mate. And then Here. just fucking head out go and buy a whole When <laughs> did you tell me you were doing acting lessons? That was superb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how, do, like how are they going to know would you go and spend the money on? Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They're just... That's a virtue single that it has. But like, like, tie my kangaroo down. How long will I just go and grab myself a 10 grand loan? All right, well, Ralph Horace, calm down. <laughs> On a side note of that, did you see the Halifax letters that are going out to customers? I haven't seen anything from Halifax because of the 10 grand still on here. Maximum amounts of money allowed in bank accounts. In bank accounts? Uh-huh. I don't think I'll have an issue. What is it? Well, I haven't said, but it said there may be fines for having too much money in your bank account and all this crap i should be safe enough yeah yeah i think we'll be fine milwaukee are sorting lee's bank account as well there's they're keeping lee safe <laughs> cheers no guys for that. good lads it's just this absolute push and directive of control and narrative of you have to be green you have to be green Aye. totally discounting the damage that electric's doing to the environment and the mining of resources for it just do what i do don't give a fuck about it and buy yeah. what you want you know, that's the thing. I just fucking keep her lit. So look out for that in your banks to come in the next few years. I guarantee it'll come. It'll filter through. It's weird. It's like, the it's like the money under the mattress. It's like the government's going, ah, oh, they're not listening to us. They're not listening to it. Well, we'll just enforce it in a creepy side type of way. Well, here's something the Australian bank won't lend you money for. Richard Rollins' collection of cars. He's selling up. Selling everything. 
No. Oh, well, he claims he isn't. Nah. He's selling everything mm. to refresh his collection, apparently. I heard he likes to go to the casino. Well, I The man is a lunatic. But apparently he's trying to get into higher-end cars, so it's probably a Into what? Higher-end cars. Right. Like Higher-end than an F40. Well, the F40's gone. They I would buy that one. You're talking like he's looking into Lamborghinis, Ferraris, older, you know, 50s, 60s stuff, that kind of thing. So he's selling off everything. Um including the fleet like he's a weird fleet like he's everything there he's 66 mustang he has a 2022 bronco with zero miles on it you know which is like opposite ends of the scale a couple of 60s and 50s vets he's a lifted silverado with an 8.1 liter v8 diesel which is just exactly what you would want um a couple of old like hot rods like tea buckets and things i got so he's the ultimate hype man and he'll probably mm. earn a lot more than what they're worth kind of thing and of course, it's going on. Bring a trailer because you can't sell anything without it going. Bring a trailer in America, it seems. What's that so, all about? Bring a trailer. Yeah, it's just a hype because the way I bring a trailer work is you you can't just apply. You can't just like go and put your car on it. You have to essentially apply to do it. So they can, sort of like collect cars. Yes, so they can turn you down for it. Whether it doesn't meet like a. Yeah, there's a few, isn't there? There's cars and bids and yeah, there's, collecting cars and stuff. Yeah. So um, I heard little. A couple of weeks ago, the collecting cars getting a bit of heat. What was that about? A few dodgy cars going through. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I suppose. See, like, I can't imagine they do actual checks on them. You, you, they're just a facilitator yeah. of the sale kind oh, of thing. Oh, there'll probably be a disclaimer, but yeah, it's like they need to keep a closer eye on things. That's the thing. I Whether they're legally or not, it's a moral issue. If yeah. they've been What's their brand? Being, yeah, that's just going to say it. It soon runs them down. Um, like... This is clearly a money move for Richard Rollins if he's trying to get into the higher end stuff and it will appreciate more. I used to love watching Gas Monkey when he took a car to auction and absolutely ate his ass. But it, it totally has changed and he has changed from that scene completely. Like, because he, he started out in, if you ever watched real early episodes of Overhaul, he's one of the guys that was doing That's the work. Right, uh, the long ponytail. He looked a bit like, um, what do you call him, the fronts of Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. He looked mm. a bit like a, a pound shop version of him. He had pirate earrings and stuff in yeah. yeah. And now he's just totally different. Now he's in the end of man getting blocked watching motorbikes. Yeah, that was surreal. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so that's, that's my first one. I want the black F40. Yeah, it was cool. Coolest F40 either. Yeah, definitely. Set them stupid fucking Angel Eye headlights on it. Just on a side note, uh, it's on all automotive news there last week it was the Silverstone Classic Auction series of classic 70s, 80s and 90s cars were auctioned off uh-huh. and the highlight of it was Princess Diana's black RS Turbo. It yes. was gorgeous. Yeah, so I think it was 1985 she was supplied by Ford Motor Company with a stealth RS Turbo. The only black one. One of one black one. So I wonder who that is driving around London. Just uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> put a sign above it or plastered it. Hi, I'm Princess Diana. Who am I? So she drove about in it. I think she drove for three years. And it was up for auction. I think it's been several collections sort of moved around. I think it was in the Ford Classic collection and Heritage collection. Yeah, seriously clean car, like. It went through, and I think when all said and was done, exchange rates vary, but it was just over 700,000, 722,000, which is mental. Yes. I remember reading a thing about it, and they were saying it was a really big, like a controversial thing at the time because the Royals were all in like rollers and Bentleys, you know, and being driven around, and she was driving a car herself. But not only that. No, but the bouncer sat in the passenger seat with her. Yes, but it was also a car that would have been seen on a housing estate. You know, it was uh, a very... Common. Yes, 
which was much below their level, which probably suited her Princess image. of the People, you see, Connor. Yes, exactly. Apparently so. Yeah. I have watched The Crown. Yes. I don't think I've seen that bit, though. Uh, another highlight for me was an A86 twin cam, sir. Full resto. Paul Glennon sent me this. 56K. Yep. Boke. Mental. Many yeah. other lovely cars went through, but I'll not bore you with the details. That's fucking nuts. Well, just while we're talking about car auctions, um, do you remember the Sally Porsche? Yes. So, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast or not, but I'm sure a lot of you saw it. I think we did. Um, They built like a Sally replica from Disney's cars. Um, It sold at auction last week, uh, Monterey Car Week, for 3.6 million US dollars. Right, here's the thing. Why? It was for charity. Ah. Oh, so it was just billionaires flexing? Yeah. It's also a tax write-off. Ah, yeah. Yeah, don't believe that he's charitable billionaires. All this is tax. Smart. Mm. I like it. Another another week, another crazy car at auction price on Reload Podcast. Well, have you ever had a notion to speed through a town? No. Never. I'm getting chased by the police once I did, I. Oh, uh, yes, in the south. Cumber. Oh, Cumber. <laughs> oh, that's a different one. Yeah. Well... Nigel, you can drove over- past them about 90 mile an hour in a 30 and just drove Keep like, get away in Stockholm and head up a lane. <laughs> <laughs> Parked the car up a driveway, walked away and went home. <laughs> My dad did somewhere in Lurgan. Uh, yes, well, you can relive those days. So, uh, but I actually walked back to the car park while my friends were and watched the police do laps of cumber looking for me. I'll Dominic Toretto here <laughs> doing the runner. Family. At, uh, so, Little Rock in Arkansas, shout out to the Clintons. And John Coulson. No. No. He's not from Arkansas, is he? Paul. Big Scottish Paul. No, yeah, but no, is John not from around that neck Tennessee. of the woods? Tennessee. Aye. So just north of Little Rock is a town called I'm gonna butcher this is Menifee. So it's a small town, there's only like three hundred people in it. And their police have been banned from writing speeding tickets for a year. What? Okay. Yep. So no more speeding tickets for another year. How come? Are Sinn Fein par there? No. At, um, don't even start me. Uh, somebody actually mentioned you starting me last week. It's like you stumbling. Um, so the town's finances were audited, and it turns out that half of their revenue was coming from speeding tickets. Oh, fantastic. So Arkansas state law says that no more than 30% of city revenue can come from traffic tickets, and they had 50 from speeding tickets alone. So, so hang on. This is a weird law. It is a weird law. Like it's obviously been an abuse of power at some it point. It must have been, but the, it's weird to think, you know, because maybe they just have more speeding people than anywhere else. Well, in a town of three hundred, like I can't really imagine there's mm. a whole lot. Well, in just speeding tickets alone, they lifted one hundred and twenty thousand dollars from three hundred people. Yes. What way does the money work there? Does it go to treasury or does it go to? It goes to the local city and town. Ah, uh-huh. yes. Yeah. So. And we all love the government, we all love local government, and nothing does me does my heart better when I see them backstabbing each other. So the mayor, Gary Green, blamed police chief John Randall for this. And he said, when I hired him, I said, we can't write tickets for under 10 miles an hour over the limit. So basically they were allowing them up to 10 yeah. miles an hour over. But these guys were writing tickets for 10 miles an hour and under because, to me, he's incompetent. <laughs> The Spider-Man pointing meme. Yes, they're all just pointing. So basically, if you look into it, they all blamed each other, and then they come back full circle. 
Awesome. And then what it turned out was the people hadn't paid the fines in the previous years. This was their official excuse. And that they were clawing back the money from the previous year. From unpaid fines. But it was going into this year's pot and that's what they were saying was why it was over. Uh, Despite the fact that when they knew this ban was coming in, they started ticketing like crazy before the ban came in just to have a buffer of money. Awesome. Awesome. So there you go. Anybody? That's the way you do it. Get Paul O'Hara up there. You can do all the speed in the Good man, Paul. Any more, Lee? A couple of American cars, sort of. Well, no. One's American, one's Chinese. Um, American cars, I talked about on the last podcast, the special edition Challengers. Dodges, yep. And the first one has been released. It's called the Challenger Shakedown. Okay. It is awesome. It comes in either black or grey. Destroyer grey. Oh yeah, that's Love a cool it. name. <laughs> Destroyer of the planet. Um, <laughs> it has kind of a Mopar hood, um, bonnet, whatever like, you like want to call it. Like a Rays type setup? Yeah. Um, 20 inch wheels, red Brembo brakes and demonic red seatbelts. That's it. I... I'll show you it if I can get. Well, there's a kind of thumbnail picture. That's cool. Just pure evil. That's evil looking, yeah. yeah. Very nice. The lighter color, you can see the graphics a wee bit better. Yeah. No, I'd like that. So, let's have one of those, please. So, looking forward to seeing the next six special editions they're going to release throughout the year. <laughs> Not that I'll be able to afford one, but. No, we can here look we at them when we're over there, we though. We can look at them. <laughs> Oh, sorry. The last, the other one I was going to say about then was just a brief thing to talk about because you all know my love for PT Cruisers. Oh, yes. So the headline of this article says the way Wan Meng, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that correctly or not, makes the PT Cruiser look pretty. Oh, great. And I had to click on it, obviously. I mean, I'm not that mad at it. Why not? Holy <laughs> shit. What's going on there? I There's so much going on. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Chinese car manufacturer Wei has revealed the Wan Meng, which means dream come true in Mandarin. Nightmare come true, more I was like. going to say, <laughs> Freddy Krueger's It's dream. retro styling. I think it's cool. Which, that's it's a beetle back end. That's not as bad looking there. The front end with that weird I, grill. I'm getting London taxi vibes from the front. London taxi vibes with a beetle back end, yeah. yeah. With a bit of Morris Minor. Yes, with those arch yeah. lines, actually, yeah, the four-door. It's, uh... Horrific. No, I think it's nice. <laughs> it's little sh- little Chinese car. You leave him alone. But yeah, it does look like the love child of a Beetle and... Several other cars. A PT Cruiser, potentially. A Beetle orgy. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. We'll post some pictures. It's cute. Unfortunately, we will. <laughs> Uh, my final bit of news is Audi throwing their hat into the ring for 2026 for F1. Whoop, whoop. So German manufacturer Audi will join the F1 World Championship from the 2026 season as a power unit supplier. Comes after the new power unit regulations designed specifically to make it possible and attractive for newcomers to join the sport at a competitive level were published earlier this month. The current or the 2026 power units will maintain the current V6 internal combustion engine architecture, but feature increased electrical power and 100% sustainable fuels. Two factors Audi saying were key to joining it. 
uh, Audi, who are part of the Volkswagen Group, added that it also supports F1's plans to be more sustainable and cost-efficient, with a cost cap for power unit manufacturers introduced in 2023, and F1 setting a target of being net zero carbon by 2030. Uh, F1 president says, I'm delighted to welcome Audi to Formula F1, or Formula 1, an iconic automotive brand pioneer and technological innovator. And... CEO Stefano Domenicali, who worked for Volkswagen for a stint starting 2014, says there's a major moment for our sport that highlights the huge strength we have as a global platform to continue to grow. It also it is also a big recognition that our move to sustainable-fueled hybrid engines in 2026 is a future solution for the automotive sector. Incorrect. We are all looking forward to seeing the Audi logo on the grid and we'll be hearing further details from them and their plans in due course. Heavy rumours of them going in with Sauber. Yes, which is Austin Martin, isn't it? I'm not 100% sure. All for leaving as of 2023. I did read that the other day. Oh, really? Day. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a bit of a shake-up then. And then obviously you have Porsche coming in with Red Bull too, so... Yeah. All very interesting. Four rings will dominate again, I suspect. You'd see the Germans back at the old... Uh, is he German? Yeah, motorsport. Not that Mark aren't German, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Our, our Germans, the good Germans. <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> the good Germans. The good, well, actually, yeah, the good not, Germans. Not the Volkswagen. gassy, gassy Germans. <laughs> well, there, that was their early days. <laughs> we're we're changed people. Uh, my last bit of news then is about Ariel. So, known for their squashing so powder? No, no, no. The little mermaid? No. The exoskeleton <laughs> keep going, cars? Keep going, keep going. <laughs> Uh, the Nomad and was it the Atom? So the shout not, out Richie. Yes, Rich, Richard Brown would like you to know that he has driven one. He has excellent. Yes. Yep. Um. So basically, this is their first car they've built. This is like an enclosed. Is this cabin. the one that looks like a Batmobile? Yes. Yeah. So quite. Cool so they don't looking. look like scaffolding anymore. No, they don't. They've actually put doors and stuff oh, on. Oh wow! So quite cool from the back, and say we will share photos. I can only say absolutely horrendous from the front. It is strange. It is a weird looking yoke. Is it Navy? That's a whole lot of canards going on there. It is, yes. And canards but and it has an exhaust. Yes, yeah. so we'll get to that. So How funny a word is canards, by the way? Canards, that's <laughs> you cut your weird. cut the ankles off pedestrians. Um, so they're planning to have release this in 2024, the two-wheel <laughs> drive and a four-wheel drive model. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what you were talking about, because it's Canard is duck in French, isn't it? it That's is. what I was thinking. Of. I was thinking of ducks. Chevelle uh, <laughs> canard. So the four motor one, obviously four wheel drive. They're aiming for eleven hundred and eighty horsepower. Sorry, uh, what? Eleven hundred and eighty horsepower with this thing. And what's the curb weight? Uh, Fifteen hundred kilos. That's going to be a fun car, EV or not. Mm. Like you have to admit, that's going to be cool. Um, Make your wheels out now. I was going to say a fairly short range of 150 miles, but I mean, in a car like that, it's not a it's not On a, a GT. track, it's probably 150 metres. It's also not a GT car. You're not going cruising in it. Yeah. Well, realistically, when the manufacturer says 150 miles, you may as well cut half, half that. that. Yeah. So you're talking... You need to tow a jet, diesel generator behind it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, not 60... This is what I love about not 60 times now. They're getting closer to zero, which obviously is impossible. They've went from like 2.1 seconds to like two decimal places now so this is 2.09 seconds i noticed tesla started doing that mm. last year and this is now the thing um but all hope is not lost you want to burn some fuel with this thing there's an optional range extender okay which, which is uh a 110,000 rpm cosworth turbine now we're talking now we're talking yeah 
Uh, oddly, only does it's burned some dinosaur juice. What is it? Forty-eight horsepower it adds, which isn't a whole lot, but it's still cool. Imagine the noise that thing sitting behind your head, and yeah. that's why you have the exhaust on that's the back why of it. Exhaust. Um, they say obviously because it's a turbine, it will literally burn anything. So it's designed to run on petrol, but you can put synthetic petrol and hydrogen. You could probably pour, pour perfume into it, and this thing will run on mm. it. Like, so that will be a cool car. Uh, you'll probably see the likes of that the early development stages that it. Uh, Goodwood, I'd say. I'd say they'll run that. Yeah. Some mentalist driving. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, I thought. That's me for news. That's me for news. Yeah, same. Okay, let's kick off then YouTube. Does anybody get YouTube's? I have nothing. All no. I've seen is a Jetta. Right, I'll just quick summary here. Uh, with LZ Fest that's coming up. It's on at the minute, actually. We're going tomorrow, the Sunday. Yep. A uh, lot of cool content coming out of the main creators, uh, Drift Games. Also, Adam LZ and Jimmy Oak. So they've been dropping videos uh, all week. I've seen none of this. And it's great to see the uh, the videos coming out of them. They're, I think they arrived over in Wednesday. Uh, Adam arrived Wednesday, Jimmy Thursday. So they've been shown around the place. I could sense the moment he landed. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I've, genuinely... I've worked out what hotel, what hotel he's staying in because I've stayed there twice. Not. <laughs> Don't yes. tell me that. <laughs> I've stayed there before too. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Great um, bar, really cool bar. I stay. I was down in Lawler's in this there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's all been renovated. It's lovely. Yeah. Um, I'm genuinely terrified that Connor is going to kidnap Jimmy Oaks. Like it's the only thing he has going crush, to happen. It? Oh yeah, the only thing he has going for him is he's tall. See how seriously he said that to me? Oh, yeah. oh 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to book in that hotel and snap no the one, sheets. No he's a proper guy, about. car guy. Like. That's why I like him. Yeah. He's not your typical YouTuber, he's just down to earth. Yeah. Uh, so they've been over the first day, they went down to James Dean, and he took them field drifting. <laughs> and then he, uh, was it E90, what do you call them ones? 92s? Oh yeah, like the two-door V8, no, the V8, V8 the ones. Uh, he is, but it's not an M3, I think it's a 3.3 some pedal and uh, I get a Z out as well 350Z and just took around this grass field drifting grass is so slippy like we've all driven on grass well it was dry so it was really really dusty and then mm. I think the Thursday then they went up to Triple Eight you know the Coleman brothers yes. and or father and son and stuff uh, to around there and then they've been practicing yesterday I did see some of the practices on their stories yeah I have to say Hats off to Dave at Drift Games. I've been watching this, and it's a monumental accomplishment what he's achieved. Yeah, you're getting people from all over the world to come and drive cars. That the they logistics of it, like he is. If you watch Drift Games regularly, the cars he has prepped, mm-hmm. he's organised pro drifting cars for them. Like Kevin Quinn's give Adam his S old S15. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Jimmy driving? Jimmy driving S13. S13. I forget who gave him that. Uh, Colette's driving Dave's Corvette. Yes. Um, all the international guys that came over, most of them have been given pro D cars. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been really interesting catching up with this stuff, and it's been sort of getting me buzzed up to go head off tomorrow. And of course, in typical fashion of here, it's raining. It's been dry for two months. LZ Festival today, it's absolutely transonian. Tomorrow, yeah. things looking a bit better. Hopefully so. Yeah. I mean, I must say, I definitely am looking forward to it. But you know, <laughs> is that a dig there with the audio? <laughs> Absolutely not. I can't Stop talking. What I'm, you're trying, possibly I'm trying, I'm trying to get an interview with Dave for freak's sake. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dave's. I meant to get an interview in dumb shit. Didn't have time. Here. Uh, yes. Fair play to him. Yeah. It's in serious, fairness, it's yes. a serious event. A round of applause because the logistics of it, like dumb shit, is a massive thing to organise. But the moving parts that is yeah. that 
event is absolutely insane. Well, like, you know yourself how hard it is to get people from England, Scotland, Wales over to stuff here. And when we were roll hard, when we got chatting to a few of the English guys, they were actually telling us about LZ Fest and the people were flying over for it. And I was like, yeah, that's the serious hype. Yeah. Like, yeah. Drift Games. That's the other thing. Sorry, another YouTube channel. Drift Games. Uh, sorry. Drift Works. Mm-hmm. Phil has been getting his uh, DW86. You know the orange one? So they basically rebuilt the engine. That's the V8 car? Yeah. Yeah. So it's coming over. It's actually overseen the Instagram there. And he's bringing his Lambo as well. I think they're bringing an S15. I'm not 100% sure. But like just crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. Today, yeah. today, the Saturday is basically King of Ireland, so it's a shootout, and then the top five will go into up against the international drivers tomorrow for a final big. Yeah, I'm looking thing. forward to it. It'll yeah. be good fun. Cool. So we'll report back on that next time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, second channel I've started been getting into lately is Hegarty. Uh, Hegarty do some really good stuff. Real high end yeah. quality. Now I I don't know why I haven't been watching it or what or they haven't just hooked me or whatever. But the one I watched was Larry Chan's working with them. Mm-hmm. And he was out in Japan at Diego Sato's workshop. Yep. Now, he was a big drifter a few years ago in America. I think he was world champion at one point, or a prodi champion, I'm not too sure. But basically, it's a 15, 20 minute video of his insane workshop, his home garage, and his personal, this is Japan, uh-huh. his own personal mini drift track. As you do. Where he has a glass garage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, panelled off when okay. you go around the track and it has all those white arch Ferraris and Lamborghinis in it. So an off would be expensive is what you're saying? Just take 15 minutes and watch and that video it. to see the collection. Like the workshop's just full of pro drift cars that he's built and then his collection of cars and what he's achieved it's just insane. Once Lee's uh, Jetta is MOT'd I have a lot of YouTube to catch up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You should get a TV up in the garage. That's the plan. Well, funnily enough, um, that's that is the plan. So we were having issues with YouTube. I think Connor mentioned it before. The YouTube app was just fucking about, and he was like, it was putting him off watching it. So then I had said to him about, why don't you do it on the Fire Stick? And now, so that has like solved the problem. So anyway, this is kind of a long rambling story. Don't know why I started into all of that. Um, long story short, we're putting the TV. In long the story short. Now TV, which is what we use to watch the F1, um, their app for LG is no longer going to be supported and our TV is an LG. So they are offering a free Fire Stick for Now TV customers to encourage them to convert over to use the app on the Fire Stick instead. So I was like, sweet, second Fire Stick for free so that when we put the TV in the garage, we've got another Fire Stick. So happy days. Basically, I want the. It was actually when we were over in Florida, same way Ian and Leah. Ian had a TV in the garage, and I was like, "Why would you have that?" And then he, what he said to me was, "When you're watching like tutorials, if you're rebuilding something or doing something, it's there in front of you. You're yeah. not having to do it in your phone." And I was like, oh, "That makes sense." So, plus you can watch all your YouTube stuff, I guess. On the top of garages, actually, I've just remembered I had a guy out uh, oh, for, your for groundwork. Oh, very good. Oh, exciting! Because I was trying to get somebody out, couldn't get out. Luckily, Gethin's friend. His friend, uh, he came out, out looking at the site, so hopefully, get the ball rolling a bit quicker now. Excellent, I'd like to hear that. Hopefully, it comes together quicker than ours. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Third and final, YouTube. Have you ever heard of Evenflow, the guy from Cork? Yes, I mentioned it in the last episode. Did you? Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah, Which one was that? I, not a particular one, just them in general. Because how we even describe what Evenflow is, I just fell down a 
you know when it comes up in your suggested I've always it's always been Facebook I've seen it on you didn't see the Christmas one no I'll I'm say, slowly working my way through it. I'll not spoil it for you uh, how you how would you describe it Father Ted mixed with Hardy Bucks mixed with Top Gear yes and there's the love child yeah based in the south and multiplied by two in Sandy it's nuts <laughs> Yeah. See it outside Ireland, you just go, what the hell's going on? Yeah, nobody's going to understand it. But look up Evenflow. It's down near Cork. Uh, Hoonigan content. Yeah. With a bit roads. of comedy. Uh, a lot of tasty 70s, 80s. Rear wheel drive. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, just attach yourself and watch it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just turn your brain off. But that's my YouTube. That awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go any further, we'll talk about our sponsor. Yes, Studio 10 bespoke car care slash studio 10 detailing just on that note i enjoyed uh watching water flow over my q5 on my road trip on the friday because of the water you're seeing the benefits of it then go warp speed yeah absolutely ceramic coating um, for the win definitely you there's loads of obviously videos of what ceramic coatings and stuff do the way the water beads off and stuff so if you're not familiar with that obviously you can check that out on various youtubes and instagrams robin has some on his own page showing what the coatings actually do mm-hmm. or what they can do um it's a win-win i mean like no need to apply wax you know rinse it off ceramic top up do a top up do keep it rinsed regularly because otherwise it gets all clogged up and stuff which i must admit i'm not brilliant at doing but uh and that's all stuff you can revise on it as still well. doesn't matter because it's like mine still beads quite well and i'm sure it would be even better if i was better at maintaining it but that's why you have it but that's why i have it exactly um ida certified detailer northern ireland's only mavinci approved detailer he has good buns he yeah he's, he's normally some snacks knocking around and uh it's an investment. It's an investment in your car. Tell them we sent you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So check He's them out. With us on... the fest. Is he? Yes, and Andy as well. And Andy as well. Very good. That'll be a good crack. There's a whole lot of people going down. Ritzy Brown's going with him, and uh, Paul Glennon's going. Very good. I'm pretty sure there's a whole lot more I'm not even thinking of, but yeah. we'll probably bump into half the country we know. So Excellent. That'll be good. John Bell. Yes, John Bell and the guys are going down as well. I think they're going down today, and um, Calvin Kirby. And a whole lot of his crew, they're all down today. Are a lot of the NIJDM guys going as well? I don't know. I I'm not they sure. They could well be. I would say half the country's going to be at it and you'll not even know. Yeah. So. But, yeah, Studio 10 Detailing. Yes. Check them out at Check Studio 10 Detailing. Um, right, let's move on to the questions. Let's fire it up. Yes. Um. So, the first one then we have is from Robin McGrath, we chatted about earlier. Shout out to Robin. Robin says... What episode was it Robin came on? Oh, around after Christmas. It was like January, first one, mm. January. Real interesting interview. Yeah, very, very interesting, yeah. That will be, if he's back over again Christmas, we'll get him back on again if he's Update. interested. Yep. Should be good fun. Um, He says, when does someone having a bit of fun in the car, a bit of speeding, drifting, etc., become someone being a dick? It's a very fine line. He says, we used to diff all the time, but we used to do it in the wilds, and the town's completely different. And I would say that's a, Mm. uh, you'll get different responses from different people. You know, if you ask some 17-year-old versus... 17-year-old's invincible. Yeah, I know I was, yeah. 
you have a 17-year-old Nigel, that's probably a bit close to home. As far as I can tell, he's quite a good driver, but good. I don't see him driving when I'm not there. True, but he does have a good head on the shoulders, to be fair. Like, he's not like his dad. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's, it varies from people to people. You know, there's some nutters out there, just constantly nutters. Now, what I will say is, and I will agree with him, like, Robin's a similar age to ourselves. Anytime we were fucking around, you did go out of the way. You didn't generally do it in the middle of Lurgan, say, in our case, some people did and got hammered for it. I was very aware when I was driving. Some people did, though. Me? Some what people they? drifting some pickups or anything like that in the middle of Lurgan. I've never seen that happen before. No, that's different. I don't know. I was generally alright. I was always very aware that drive like a dickhead if you want, but be very aware that if you have people in with you, you're responsible for them. Well, Lee will tell you that. That's yeah. one thing I... If I have people in the car, I do not fuck around, and I was generally always like that. But I also knocked about people, and they were just assholes behind the wheel. Oh, yeah. It's got to the point where I refused to get in with them, because they were dickheads. Aye, yeah, well, I know uh, people they got to that rolled their mum's car, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I know uh, someone else who crashed their mum's car into a lamppost. There's, there's drivers who there. was either. <laughs> Call somebody out, right? I'm just saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do you just want to like open up, do you? <laughs> Cuts are the bag now, Connor. It is. That was an accident. I had a fox. Where's the fox at? The fox was jammed in behind the wheel and suspension. And the cop actually said to me, he says, we hadn't have found that if you'd have hit that and ran on. And not, you'd have got done for dangerous driving. What did the fox say? Fuck all. <laughs> he was... He didn't get it. He was, oh, he did get it. I didn't get it, but this point was mangled. Uh, yeah, so I think that depends on who you ask. Like, if you ask, say, some 19-year-old in a rear-wheel drive Sierra who's prepared to circle a cone in the middle of a town, you know, he probably thinks that's fine. Like, look at Donegal Rally. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to, as I said, most of the time when we were bed, we kind of fuck off out of the road. I, I think a dangerous thing at the minute, too, is, like, when we were growing up, we had cars that were... <sighs> Lee's car, Lee's basic, Jetta was... Basic, agricultural... Basic, there's so many driveries now that people think they're absolutely the world's best driver. Yes, you feel a lot more safe. So when it does come to that point of You need to know control, when you're on the limit and... It's, hard to, it's harder to now it. to tell the point of the edge yeah. of the car. Also, you think of like the likes of Lee's Jetta. It's not a fast car now. But back, like, say when that was a fairly fresh car, if that car was as quick as it was, that was a fast car then. It was far yeah. faster than any GTI model. Yeah. But now, like, you can have a 19-year-old jump into a Golf R1 map on it. And what's a Golf R1 map? 350? Yeah. You know, that's a that's a fast car. Yeah. You know, no matter what way you call it. That's all right. That means there's a play of Golf R engines in the country. Well, that's, well, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> you, got, you got a GTI engine very somewhere, yeah, didn't you? Very good. Yep. <laughs> um, yep, all good for them donors. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those topics you bring up. And I'd say that to him. It's, you know, we'll discuss it. But it's one of those very, very topics, depending on who you ask. And what part of the country are in, I would imagine, too. Um, next one, then. Uh, AJMVW, Andy Maxwell. Not a drifting fan, but looking forward to LZ Fest. Uh, you're going to have to pull Andy away from the Group D Quattro. Oh, the Quattro. Yeah, that thing's cool. You know what I like about McNamara when he's being interviewed about it? Like, there's Mike at Stanceworks. I think... Is he, I don't think he's doing it. No, he isn't. Sorry, I'm wrong. He is sticking to the five cylinder, isn't he? I think he is sticking to the five cylinder. Yeah, like McNamara was interviewed, but he says it has to. This engine has to stay. You know, I could have put a JG in. I could have done this. But yeah, I'm staying with it's the five cylinder, which is 
class. Because after that, it could be any car. It's just a kick car, essentially, yeah. after that, what they've done. Well, you find a lot of that with uh, Mark II G60 rallies. You know, yes. a lot of boys, G60s, not the most reliable engine in the world. 20-valve turbo into it. 20-valve VR6s, R32s, they all get done. I'm yeah. loving to know where them cars are now. So would I, because they go, rallies You never see cheap. them anymore. Mm-hmm. Rallies were, you couldn't, like, they weren't no. a very desirable thing. And then when the American market opened up, they just, everybody wanted them. They must have got shipped worldwide. Probably. Uh, John8 underscore Bill6, John, you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. says, what's the one thing about your cars that you're happy to admit is a flaw or something that you think was overlooked? I've had my GT86 for five years now, and the one thing I'm starting to dislike more and more is the super engine. As these cars are now 10 years old, I'm seeing more and more owners having engine failures, which is something we chatted about in the newer engine, mm. but it seems to be he's saying it's in the older one too. I still think it's weird those things are 10 year old. Well, it's a bit weird. I don't well, think they were. Since I'm the Mark V guy, I'll just go through a list of shitty oh. things. Uh, rust on the wings, tailgates, uh, crap front brakes for higher horsepower models, um, oil pickup failure, cam follower failure, cam chain failure. The fact That's... that it's a Mark V. <laughs> no, no. Thanks, Lee. Have you owned one? No. Right. I just Tech. I just don't like the look of them. And I'm sure they're a brilliant car. Technically you to them. drive. I just don't like them. Is a Straco a Mark V or a Mark Six? Mark V. Mark V. Well um, that was a good car. It was a Mark V with a pretty dress. Yeah. Pretty much. Um everything you just said there essentially relates to Mark Ones and Mark Threes as well. Rust. Um Mark Threes, <laughs> Rust. Uh Mark Four, the like the case of my Bora, as much as I love it totally underpowered for what it well, is it looks like Volkswagen didn't learn their lesson with Mark 6's because they were the same yeah the Mark 6 was a budget Mark 5 the, the yeah, oh, yeah far less the accountants got their hooks in it yeah, yeah. Um, but no the, the likes of the Bora as much as I love it and makes nice noises 200 horsepower is not a does not a fast car make and you're lugging around a four wheel drive system you know that's yeah. the thing Rust as well with Mark 4's um, my superb just because it's the car that I drive every day. Does this annoying thing with the Bluetooth module where sometimes it just won't connect? I've noticed that, yeah. And it, the Sirocco never did this. Which, if it had done it occasionally, you'd have said, oh, it's just, that's just the way they are. But this never happened in the Sirocco. And it doesn't, I'm not saying it happens all the time, but like once a month, maybe, it just won't connect. It happened to me yesterday. I stopped off, no, two days ago, in Points Pass on the way back from the south it had been playing perfectly i went into the garage came back out and it wouldn't fucking connect again and i was just like (laughs) yeah and i ended up having to listen to fucking capital dance or something on the radio in the grand scale of things that's a testament of the car that that's the only thing you can that's one of the few things that really irks me the game's superbs yeah there's a reason why taxi firms have them oh yeah they're a bulletproof machine yeah no they're they're a great car um We've got uh, that silver dot wagon. He says, "What's your ultimate career within reason that doesn't involve cars?" Mm. So I don't really talk about what I do on here, but to allude slightly to it is, I'm a destructive tester. I love my job. You know, it's one of those things where I get to be creative and do things in certain ways, which <laughs> is break fun. stuff and break stuff. Yeah, demolition down. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that 
I've hit lucky on and I actually really do enjoy it. I can happily say my job, I loved it up until two years ago. Yeah, because there was a lot of regulation changes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If I had to change, probably something working, like creating things. Like, I like to do like, but like Dennis and uh, Mm. FF Metalworks, you know, like machinist type something like that would be quite cool. Because I I do enjoy making stuff. I I think a perfect career or something I'd really like to try would be some sort of thing involving travel or I don't know something like that travel vlogger no <laughs> too old for that shit travel agent no I'd be sitting beside a computer all day <laughs> yep or they do that looking at the holidays that other people are going yeah. on um my my job does involve cars a little bit not directly, but sort True. of. Um, I don't know. Probably like a welder fabricator kind of thing. But then that would that might involve cars. Ah, true. <laughs> you could weld on cars. Or the other thing I always wanted to do when I was younger was um, be a long distance lorry driver. That's right. Yeah. There That's not a car. It's a, it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle, but it's all right. <laughs> um, but not here, like in the states, like ah. the big. Like John Coulson does the big just fancy looking trucks. Yeah. yeah. There's somebody I was talking to and somebody I knew their job was to bring cars back from Germany, just drive them. Okay. Like super cars. Say they're out somewhere. Can, and I, change, brought back. can I change my answer? Yeah. <laughs> that does, that involves cars. cars. God damn it. <laughs> like all these rich people and they're wanting the cars brought back, that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, do you know what I'd like to do? Um, At the docks, that you know the wee shunters that take the lorry trailers on and off? Lee. Can I just say they're some of the most miserable people I know in my life. Oh, really? Oh, they're so grumpy. But do you ever see, they're like, they go in one way and then the cat or the seat turns turns around and then you drive them back the other way. I was like, oh, I love this. Why are they so grumpy? Because the hours they're doing, the shift work. Oh, right. uh. And they don't enjoy the the novelty of their seat spinning around. Trailer goes on, trailer goes off. I would like that. There is a lot of that, I suppose. Then you pretend to watch YouTube as you do it and then crush someone. Yeah, don't want to do that. Uh, S14 OCP, again, Simon says. Uh, <laughs> what are the bomb-proof cars of the last 20 years? I'll come out and say it. PD-130 Golf Bora. Funny, I had that down too. Yeah. The cockroach, yeah. in a good way. I believe when uh, I had Owen McGuire on the stage. Pre, pre-20 pre years, you're into the TDI 1.9, which yeah. was mental bulletproof. And, and Peugeot 306D turbos. Uh, don't know if they're totally bulletproof. Those if you don't screw them out, they're probably all right. <laughs> What's that? Sister had a few of them that have trouble all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, the abuse same things take you to imagine they're about all right. Um, Let's go to Superb. Yeah, like the, the Bora and Mark IV era TDI stuff is like the fucking were, scourge of I the... I think they were over-engineered. Much like the 90s Mercedes. Yeah. The Mark yeah. IVs were so solid. And it's a question that kind of... It's that double-edged sword because, like, years ago you did have a lot of bulletproof cars. Where now, like, you look at the 90s, like the petrol Toyotas, those things just keep going. Mm. And now cars have got that complicated. They're not going to last another... Like, your Superb in 20 years' time will not will not be around. You know, that's the thing. It and, might be. Yeah, if you don't sell it. But, like, the cars are made to be disposable. Yeah. You know, they don't have the long life cycle that they did have, once have, whether they were meant to or not. Um, what else? Like the likes of, I say, again, sticking to the German stuff, 
the early Mark Fives, the 105 diesels. Those are... 106. Is it 106? Oh, Peugeot 106 or 106? 106 diesel. Oh, the 106, huh? What, what are you talking The Mark V Golf. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking Peugeot 106. All right. No, no, uh, the Mark V Golf 1.9, 105 brick. They're, they're really reliable compared to the two liters. But there's a Caddy 1.6 TDI. Oh, no, that's a... And it's a, a detonates. Oh, yeah, no, this is a 1.9 I'm talking about. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah, the 1.6 there. Bag of shade. Uh, injector issues and... The bottom end just goes bang uh, occasionally. DPFs, or not DPFs, CGRs in them. What other non-Volkswagen stuff would you recommend in that case? Jap. I think Jap. I'm asking like those But I'm thinking of like, well, maybe early 2000s is obviously that's still 20 years. So, because I was thinking like the Flying Dunger, like it was indestructible. Oh, the EK Civic? Yeah. Uh, Made of ours (laughs) at an EK Civic. That was an interesting car. Do you know what probably likes a wee Toyota Yaris? The early Yaris's. Oh, uh, small one litre petrols. And they don't seem to rot the way a lot of Jap stuff does. Mm. You know, you never really mm. see that kind of thing. Like we Yaris, like T Sport or something like that. That's why I tried to get my mum into years ago. Great wee first car. Your mum's Ponto is a testament. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> car. It's uh, just it's like Trigger's broom. It's just been rebuilt that many times. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it's turned along. It's good. You saying fates aren't built well? No, they're they're built well. They just like to dissolve. Mm. That's uh, like your old Fiesta. You said I have more non-fate metal in it now than there is fate metal. Yeah. Um, what else have we got? Jake underscore slow up. What question would you ask your listeners on maybe a live podcast? What question would you ask your listeners? I have two questions. One's a fun one. One's a serious one. Oh. <laughs> Go for it. We'll start with fun. What are you working on in your car? I love hearing what people work out in the yeah. car. And what projects are up to, that sort of shit, I really enjoy. Uh, That'll maybe be a question for the next recording, actually. What? What are you working on your car tomorrow? Yeah, let us know. So, um, the other thing is, more serious one, what are you doing for the car community? You know, are you doing your bit? Is it all tech, tech, tech? Or do you give back? Do you do something? And if you don't, maybe a small change could help the car community. Support your local car shows. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh... It's just one of those things that we are a damn breed, so the small gestures you can do, and I mean, it's literally as much as attending a car show, you know, supporting events that are on. Because Um, if you do not, these things will not exist. They don't happen, yeah. And that doesn't matter if it's a local meet in a car park or if it's a big show. It's great to see, I don't know if there's some of the guys in that sort of club listening to this or not, Apex North. No, who's that? Uh, It's a few of the guys, Chris with R36 Passat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a boy called Darren has a name too. And a few other guys. They, run, they have a page called Apex North. And it's basically a group of car guys getting together and go for car runs. Yeah. Great to see. Brilliant. Absolutely class. That's that's what I like to see. Have you any questions for the listeners? Why do you listen to us? I, I, ask, people, <laughs> I ask people like that all the time. <laughs> it's more an accusation. Why? Why do you listen, Why do you listen to us? What are you at? Um, no, I can't think of one. Sorry, I'm very boring. There you go. Um, live podcast. I think I would turn into anarchy, but we do have a sort of thing we're thinking about doing. We kind of did do a semi live podcast and um, recorded in the, <laughs> the boat. boat. Now we're back to Clean Fest. We had a bit of an audience next Which door. Which we definitely us. won't be doing this time. Probably we not. did. Um, <laughs> what do you call that show? Midlands. We did yeah, Midlands. Midlands we, did, we recorded at the show. That's, That's kind right. of. Yeah. 
Um, I think what if we were to do that there, I had talked about doing something like that, but you need about 15 megs when people start to interject. I know, that's the thing. That's And we did. No, you don't, sure. Like, I mean, Drift Games, they, they, don't, they don't have to worry about anything like that, so why should we? We did, uh, what was the other thing? I we did plan to record at Eurotreffin, but obviously things got away on us kind of thing. Uh, it was just one of those things. Um, I was like Clean Plus last year. We were supposed to record on the show, and that's why we ended up doing it on the boat. Yeah, I've messaged Greg already. So, so oh, we'll, we'll get see something sorted. Um, cool air auto. Are uh, Mark Five GTIs a future classic? I would say yes. Everything's Unfortunately, cla- I'm going to say yes. Everything's a classic, but I think it's a in terms of like for the golf range, it was the big change. You know, it went from the Mark IV was seen as the lethargic, fat mess of a GTI that was on a downward spiral, and the Mark V the, the picked pro- that the, up. The main problem with the Mark IV was the base of the car when you got a GTI, you got an R32, you had to spend a fortune to A, make them handle, or B, make them go fast. Yeah, we're out of the box. It- Where the Mark V GTI went, right, here's a perfect starter package, off yeah, you go. build it from there. It yeah. was what the GTI should be. It was more enthusiast angled, the GTI and the 5. I mean, the edition 30s, obviously. Yes. Oh, I. Then Pirelli editions. I don't know if many people know about it. And then there's the horrible Adidas edition. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, look that shit up. <laughs> you don't <laughs> like Mark Fiveleys? You'll really not like these. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they also say, decent first car for a petrol head. I think we're too old to answer that question. Yeah, well, I had that experience last year. So, because of my roots, uh, Polo, Ibiza, low insurance groups. Yeah. Fuel economical. Um, if you're into your job stuff, we Yaris's bulletproof wee cars. Yeah. The, um, that username is cool.air as an E-I-R-E. So, in the south. So, I don't know what way that works for them because I know they have a lot of weird laws for, they find it hard to insure things over 10, 15 years old, is it? Sorry, yeah, for as in like non-classic type stuff, it could be wrong in those years, but they do have some issues they got. So, like personally for me, I would always say go for something older. You know, as you said, like get yourself into a Mark One Yaris, and there's an abundance of parts out there, and especially and you said two nights with the Polo. If you have a wee Polo, you can start to pick like those. They're they're kind of older, so the performance models are aging. People are starting to break them. You can get the bumpers and bits and pieces of them and make them look cool. Yeah. Because at that age, you you're going to be into something that isn't fast, but you can make it look cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Polos are a great starter car. The Yaris. What other small chap stuff have you? Do what I quite like, and you never really see them done. Is um. There was like Agos and 107s and stuff. Mm. I think you make something cars. quite cool of them. So You've got Corsas, Ford Fiestas. Corsas and Fiestas now are huge. Yeah. Like enormous. But I was told to steer clear when I was buying Jack a car, a Corsa. Because I was having that much difficulty getting a reasonably priced Polo. The Corsas were starting to come into my field of vision. Mm-hmm. I was told not to touch them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I remember the Corsa days. You couldn't have carried back shocks to them, but I don't know otherwise. When I used to sell parts, that was a big thing. Um. Yep. So, thank you for that, Chris Moran. Have you ever had a car that's been sold around a group of mates that has been littered with stories? I bought this dodgy E60. Surprise, surprise! Man loves a good E60. Off a cokehead, it had been involved in a crash. Wouldn't start when cold. Had the filler neck removed to make it easier to fit to fill with red diesel. 
Uh, gearbox was knackered and got to the point my wife told me it had to go, and I sold it to my. <laughs> So I sold it to my mate. It destroyed a rear diff on him. Is he longer? Is he still your mate? <laughs> I wouldn't have sold it to anybody. Uh, left him stranded several times. Then he sold it to Culchi. That's the natural progression for an E60, isn't it? Yeah. Um, said Culchi came back a few days later, saying the car was a cat sea write off, and it was also stolen, recovered. It ended up local to me again, and then eventually met his death when it was burnt out by local hoods. Oh, a fitting end. That is the life cycle of an turd. E60. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nothing as extreme as that, but my old Mark II, uh, Calvin, it went through about five or six of us through Lurgan and just passed hands. Steve McConville owned it, Craney owned it, um, Ran McDonald owned it, I owned it. There was definitely at least one other person, maybe Wayne, and then Richie Brown owned it, and then it ended up uh, bought by a girl opposite my mum and dad's house. Yeah. So it's just kind of moved around that. Is this the one you've been stalking? Yes, was well, stalking. No, it's just like, meh. Okay. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen, so no point in allowing I don't myself. think I, I've ever had a car sort of went around a few friends. Is there no, like, with the GTI ones back in the day, nothing ever gets... Oh, no, hold on. No, that wasn't really, I was going to say, the Bora, the Silver Bora, but it wasn't yours. No. I bought a couple of cars off Andy, but... And then the Polo went to McKim, so... Yeah. But other than that, nothing, nothing really... Nothing too Like ancestors. a cheating like that. <laughs> Yeah, I think like... I think at first I've bought a car of a friend, but I haven't passed it on to a friend. You know? Aye. Definitely nothing. No. E- E60 cokehead. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, next up we have Gary. He says, not a question this time. I'd like to say a huge thank you for the hours of entertainment. This gets me through the working day. I've probably listened to the full series a dozen times now. It's almost like being in the workshop with your mates. Really appreciate all the hard work. Thanks very much. Oh, thanks. That's nice. Shout out to Stephen Russell uh, from Attention Seekers. He gave us a shout out on Facebook and stuff yes, and shared it on the too. page. That's brilliant. So much appreciated. Uh, and Gary also says, what am I up to? Finally got the engine out of the Evo last night. That's the Evo 2. So Very nice. It's quite good. Ooh, he that's also exciting. picked up a donor car um, in the form of the Proton, which is the same body shell as those. That's right, yeah. And basically done with lead on, got a full donor car. Absolutely super clean thing out of Wales I think he said it was so that'll go well for helping on that project Jack Rice with all the extra classics being renovated over the last year or two by sick individuals smiley face he built himself a really nice wee mini that was the grey mini GT that was a Euro preference that was really cool prize winner yeah, yeah. Um, would there be grounds for a player style show from GTNI PS should have put more lights up it's a dick at our garage fuck it <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we're more than enough lights at the minute. I don't want to get X-rayed. I don't know. It's weird. It's one of those things. And funny, we talked about it again, coming up the road here to record Lee was with the classic stuff and the older stuff. You have a lot of people who, if there's a sign of rain at all, won't come out. There's a different mindset here in Ireland compared to England. Yeah. the, the In England, they'll bring it out no matter what kind of thing. And they'll travel far and wide for it. Where here, they won't. And there's a thing about... Here is if you have a two day event, oh flip, I couldn't. I couldn't spend two days. Two days summer. Uh, I know. I couldn't travel an hour away yeah. for two days, you know, <laughs> God forbid. It's a weird mentality here, like the, the classic the majority of the classic cars in this country they want to go somewhere, have a cup of tea and a sandwich and go home and be home for then six o'clock news. Aye, yeah. It is a fucking strange mentality and you do see it at our shows, you know that come and go kind of thing but it's just one of those things uh, but yes 
Not a big money guy. Really like that many of his. There's not a huge amount of heavily modified classics over here either. They're more like concourse type, or not even concourse, but just like sort of standard practical classics. If you like, they're not. Um, no, I'd agree with you there. Yeah, there are some, but there's not a huge amount. Like his modified classic, Jamie's Jamie's many, many Connor Olds, BM, like our own older stuff. But yeah, yeah, as a general rule, it's not the norm. Um, what have we got? And then lastly, we have. Kyle Finch. Kyle says, loving the content, guys. Started to listen to the old podcasts and think I've beaten Aaron Sloan's record for the furthest listener. Kyle's, I think Kyle is also in Australia as well. Um, he's been messing me. He's building a, a Mark Three, originally a Fermanagh man, I want to say. Oh. Um, he says, Connor, if you need an R36 engine sent back, just say it. We all know you want one for the Mark Three. R36 would be nice. You're right. Ask him to go try and get a bank loan. And report back. <laughs> I see how it goes. So like, crikey, be old wallaby. Let me get a bank loan here for a new conservatory. Lee's been watching MasterChef. That's an interesting accent, Lee. Lee's been watching MasterChef. John, the, the chef on it, is Australian, so... Yeah. Lee's Watch it more than a pre-vet accent. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the full crocodile hunter one. Like. Uh, yeah, an R36 would be, would be nice for that. We're starved of them in this country. We are. That's what I was trying to tell the, the Yanks when we were over in the States. Like, those engines are not really a thing here, you know. No. Not not in an abundance to pull them out, to stick uh, into older It's basically because KNs in this country are diesels. Yeah. In America, they're pedals. Yeah. That's, you're that's your the three reason. three sixes, yeah. 2.8s, yeah. It is quite annoying. Um, but yeah, I would love one of them. Apparently, they're, like, it's a lot more involved on the wiring and fueling side of things to run one than it is to run an R32 engine. Um, and a few of the guys had advised me saying basically to do that kind of work said for all the gains in it you know you'd be better with a 3.2 kind of thing for all the difference but I really would like one of the 3.6s just to have it is a 3.6 not a different engine? it is uh, yeah it's an ROV and there's a whole lot it's direct, it's, it's direct injection yeah. and things like that your favourite mm. mm. no comment <laughs> <laughs> yeah so thank you very much Kyle it's good to get a, a message especially from a first time one um that's all sort of questions folks yeah so that's wraps us for this week nothing more to add i think no we're all good. good so yeah we're heading to lz fest in the morning in the Tomorrow. morning and then we're in scotland next week so we'll have lots to talk about in the next recording yeah yep. so mm-hmm. hopefully all been well if we get this car and we this will be out on the normal wednesday lots to chat about in the next one so Goodbye, as usual, at the end of the episode. That's usually what I say. It is. I'm completely lost here. Anyway, uh, so check us out on the socials <laughs> at Reload Podcast. Individually, we're known as... At Maxwell House 46. At Conor McCann. At Nigel Mont. I'm ready to lay down. See you next You're time. You're actually at VW. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What did I say? <laughs> at Nigel Lamont. Oh, there we go, folks. Uh, I'm at VW. See you later. I'm going to take my pills. <laughs> Cheers, <Bye>. folks. Bye. <laughs>